Like, don't just work in the back end of your business. Like I, I know coaches who are working on their website for years and they haven't hit publish. If you hit publish on your website and say done is better than perfect and move on to the next thing, start showing up on social media in in small steps, done is better than perfect. You got to do something every single day to stay relevant. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, has also created video guides to walk you step-by-step step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm excited for this episode of the Healthy Hustle podcast. I have a new friend with me. Her name is Lindsay. She is an amazing woman who's going to help you to figure out how to really show up when you're an introvert. I know many coaches, you may be one of those personalities that has like a little extrovert personality, a little introvert. Well, she's going to make sure that by the end of this episode, you're going to be clear on how to build that beautiful business. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell everyone a little about you? Sure. Um, well, I deem myself as the queen of the introverts. And I think it's funny that it's almost part of my job now to, is to talk about introverts in front of a bunch of people online for how many years? <laughs> so I basically gone from being the person who was afraid to speak in front of my classmates growing up all through high school to someone who's worked with hundreds and hundreds of coaches online who puts herself out there all the time and doesn't care um, if people like it or not in a, in a good way. And I am, I am brave and unapologetically confident in what I do. And I think I, I believe it's my mission to help online female entrepreneurs to embrace the fact that they might have introverted tendencies yeah. and use, and use them to help them grow. I love that. I, you know, I used to go live constantly and I took two years off for recovering from adrenal fatigue. And it's like, I'm getting myself back into those shoes and those parts of me are showing up that are like, don't do it. No, it's going to be scary. And it's like, I think all the time, 
what does a coach feel like who doesn't have that experience of showing up at all? Like I can pull on those experiences and be like, just show mm-hmm. up. I can coach myself out of it. I can reach out to my own coach, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to take me back to the beginning of building your business and really talk about what that fear was like, because in today's world, we have social media, we have workshops, we have webinars, we have all these ways of getting visible, but they all require to show up. Yeah. Well, when we were born, we were born with uh, all this confidence because we didn't, we didn't care. Right. And all we wanted to do is be fed and loved and warm. And then somewhere along the way, we lost all of that for some reason, whatever happens, happens. And then we decided to become an online coach and we're like, oh my gosh, so I have to like show my face and I have to talk to people and I have to ask them to spend money on me. And that's like, I know this is what I meant to do, but is this the only way to do this? I mean, I started my coaching business before I think Zoom was even a thing. Yeah. I started my coaching business when, gosh, I don't even know how we, we didn't show our faces. It was blogging and that's it. And then I was thinking about Periscope this morning, which is funny I that you asked that. You Remember that Periscope? I was like, wait, we had Periscope. <laughs> we didn't have Facebook Live. We didn't have all mm. didn't have Instagram Live. I loved watching people on on Periscope, but I I knew that if I would just go on there, like I was listening to Shalene Johnson, and because I was I was into health coaching at the time. And I was like, if I just showed my face and talked, I think people might like me, but I'm scared. So I remember the first time I went live on Periscope. I don't think I've ever talked about this. I think it was um, Small Business Saturday. And we were on our way to go shopping out of town. And my husband and I had two kids at the time. They were like loading themselves in the car. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this because you guys are not in the house. I'm going to quick do this. And I remember hitting, you know, go live on Periscope and I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm, I, I'm sure my voice was so shaky and I'm sure I just yeah. looked like a total disaster, but it got my confidence up and introverts operate really well when they're in their comfort zone. So where is, where is your comfort zone? It's probably going to be at home. It's probably going to be in your office or your room or wherever you are running your business. And when I realized that if we are in our comfort zone, we are unstoppable, right? We don't have to go somewhere to run our business because then then we're kind of shifted out of alignment. Like if I had to go over to my mom's house and go live, I would feel kind of odd because I'm not in my comfort zone or sometimes even outside. I just like to be in my office. So I started to realize if I make myself comfy and I go live when I feel the most confident. So at the time it was when there's a baby napping or it was quiet and no one could hear me and no one knew what I was doing, then I could do it. Then all of the others, Facebook and Instagram, they started allowing you to go live. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's just, why, when is video going to stop being a thing? Like, we're just, <laughs> I just want to go back to typing and no one can see me and hear me, but gosh, it just takes little tiny baby steps to get to a point where you're doing podcast interviews and you're doing lives on Facebook or wherever it takes baby steps, but using that, well, I'm an introvert, so I just don't do that. I think that's a cop out because just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to people and help people. This is the way that people are looking for information. 
think of the last time you searched for something online. And if you're like, if I can see a video or a podcast, I'm going to slide my finger to the point where I'm going to get my answer and then I'm leaving. Blog posts, mm, I have to have a lot of time to go and read those. People are looking for the answer and they want it quickly. And I think that's where video is. That's why video is so popular. So being an introvert and doing video, you just kind of have to find your own way on how to do it. And there's so much, so much other things you could unpack about that. But basically it's like, stop using as an excuse for you to not build your business and find your own way on how you best operate. What would you say, what would you say brought you into your comfort zone? I know we talked about location and feeling confident, but what would you say are some strategies that you teach your clients today? Taking care of yourself is key. So if you're not taking care of yourself, you don't feel right. You don't feel confident. I mean, yes, that kind of goes into like more vanity things like, you know, get ready or work out in the morning, like do stuff for yourself. You're not going to feel your best when you drag yourself out of bed and plop yourself in front of the computer and you haven't moved for eight hours, right? right. You got to take care of yourself first. Do the things in your life that make you feel confident. So when you step into your coaching hat, you it's covered. You don't have to use your business to make you feel confident. You should be working on your business and because you are confident. What would you say are some ways to build up your confidence when you're a brand new coach? Start doing something. Like don't just work in the back end of your business. Like I I know coaches who are working on their website for years and they haven't hit publish. There's so many yeah. coaches who are doing that. If you hit publish on your website and say done is better than perfect and move on to the next thing, start showing up on social media in, in small steps, done is better than perfect. You got to do something every single day to stay relevant. Think about the trust that you need to build in order to have a successful business. What's a, what's a, you know, you think of the best humans in your life. Why do you trust them? Because they're committed they're consistent with how they are in the, your relationship, right? I'm not going to trust somebody who isn't consistent with me or how I, you know, how our family is or whatever. That's who you need to be for people online. Even if there's a one person who is watching you, just show up as if there are thousands and start just taking little baby steps forward, but you have to keep moving. You can't say, well, I'm working on a program. I'll see you guys in six months. No, you just go start selling something, start selling something. The minute you see that first dollar sign come in, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I just got boosted a million times with confidence and just keep pulling from that and keep doing things that take you out of the next level, go into the next level, go into the next level. There never, there's never, there's a never ending to all of the levels we can hit in our business. What would you say are your favorite, I would say favorite strategies. There's so many different strategies these days. And I think for introverts, it can be a little different. Yeah. What would you say are your best strategies for list building? List building, organic marketing should be just the backbone of your marketing plan. So Pinterest is huge for organic marketing. I use Tailwind. I've been on Pinterest for since the days where you had to request access to be on <laughs> Pinterest. Um, we have a lot of, um, we push all of our landing pages there. We get traffic from Pinterest, um, have a blog, embed list building forms or buttons, it, optimize every single blog post that you have, mention your work on social media on a consistent basis, go on stories and talk about something, have them swipe up, have them DM you. Like there's so many ways, but I think like that sounds great in the big picture, but you're like, what if you just had one thing that you could focus on this month? a PDF that you created 
get an awesome landing page builder, make sure that it looks good because no one's going to see it if the landing page kind of stinks. And you're so not sure you're so confident. You're not going to. No, no, not at all. Just stinky. Yes. So then bring, think about that one thing that one end goal, I want to build my list by 50 people this month. Okay. That's easy. Cause that's just a little more than, you know, one or two a day. How can you do that? Pinterest, social media, go into Facebook groups, email, email the list that you have, have them forward it, um, create ads. There's so many ways, but I think the the best way is like the good old fashioned Pinterest, um, just sending traffic to your landing page. Cause I see that every day. I mean, I have people signing up for stuff that I created when I almost seven, almost seven years ago. So Pinterest is like so strong. It's your baby. It's your go-to. Yeah, it is. It's if I don't have ads running, I know that Pinterest is going to carry me through until I turn my ads back on. And then let's even talk a little about video marketing. We, we, you mentioned this and you said we can pack a lot into that. I think it's a really big topic, video marketing. Do you suggest to your clients that they do like a, a webinar a month? What is a strategy that you find is working? The strategy that's going to work the best for you is the strategy that you want to do. I mean, I, I went years by doing free webinar almost every single month. And then I tapped out on that and I kind of shifted my gears towards other, other ways to build my business. Um, because as my kids get older, there's just different demands. As you know, as your kids get older, life changes. So I figured out different ways. And I think that, you know, sometimes clients will sign on to work with me because they see what I've done and they want to do that, but they're completely out of alignment with that strategy and they continue to self-sabotage because it's just not for them. So you really have to talk to somebody who's done a lot of, of different things and listen to them and sift through it and think, I could do that, but I would like to put my own little twist on it. There's no right or wrong way to do anything. You just have to do what you want to do and you have to be consistent at it. Whether I haven't done a webinar probably in almost in almost a year. And I use I've done hundreds of webinars, but I have gone on a lot of podcast interviews. I think that like your strategy shift, you know, as the years go, but you need to be doing something. You can't just like sit there and expect everything to come rolling in. You still need to show up. And I think video is such a good way. It can be hard if you're like, gosh, I don't want to curl my hair today, but I have a podcast <laughs> interview or whatever it is. Um, and what what's your way? Do you want to do a story? Do you want to just go live on Instagram once a week? What about in your Facebook group? There's so many ways to do it. You just have to be open to all the different ones. And then you'll find something that you really love. What would you say are... Um some of the things that you feel are essential when somebody is growing their business. They're not in that infancy stage, but they're at that next stage um, as an introvert. I mean, we're talking about introverts. So, mm -hmm. well, introverts need, they need to have like a way to sell. And if they're not comfortable with doing video yet, that's okay. If they don't want to do webinars, that's okay. What you could do is just launch like a product suite like, a, I think like micro offers and low ticket offers are such a key way that I've been building my business for the last year. Instead of seeing sales come in every quarter because I'm going to do a launch. Now I just see multiple sales come in every single day right. because I've worked really hard on my product suite and my product suite doesn't involve me going live. It doesn't involve me doing like a bunch of crazy videos if I don't want to. 
I have just completely like let my hair down and created a product suite that fits how Lindsay wants to build her business. And now I can see people coming in and watching things and doing things that I created months ago, but they're learning from them without me having to be there alive. And that took me sitting down and almost hitting like almost rock bottom in my business because I was so burned out. Like, okay, how are we going to make this work? Like, you've been doing this for years. You're not going to give up. How can we make this totally shift for you? And that's what I shifted into. And it just gave me so much more balance and freedom in how I run my business and didn't, I don't need to show up and do things the way I used to do them because it's just not how I want to anymore. And you always have to ask yourself, how do I want this? What would be the easiest way for me to do it and then do it? And then like what really, I love that you keep talking about what actually works for that person, because I do think that you need to try a bunch of different things. I know there are tons of clients where challenges work and tons of clients where, Mm -hmm. you know, webinars work or offline. You really have to try and see where is that sweet spot. Yeah. Everyone has their sweet spot. And just because it works for Rachel and it works for me, doesn't mean you will like it. That's why when you join a program and everyone does the same thing, there's all these different results because we're all different. We all have different circumstances and beginning points and we're all at different levels and that's okay. That's what this is. But people get so sad. Like if I do this, then this will happen. And that's not how it works here in the coaching business. It's a very strange world, but it's a, it's a good thing. And we have to free ourselves of all of those, the, the ties we have to all the outcomes that we can't control anyway. Well, I noticed on your social media, um, I was checking out your Instagram and I was like, wow, she really, she made a reel, but without showing her face. Can you kind of talk about that? Because I think there are a lot of people who are like, okay, she's told me to show up and I'm going to show up. (laughs) Like, how do I show up? And it's still feel in alignment. Oh yeah. I mean, I have nothing wrong with my face, but sometimes I just don't, if I'm outside, like the reel I posted today. That was just from a flower on my deck. (laughs) It was like, I was watering flowers. I'm like, this is cute. So I filmed it. Like, it doesn't always have to, it can just be whatever you want. I have plenty of reels with my face, but I also have reels with my flowers or me stirring my coffee or whatever. It doesn't have to be a certain way. It can be how you want it to be. That's it. And you know what, if you do things your way, you will inspire somebody else to do it their way too and not think we all have to be a carbon copy of each other because that's just not how life is. What would you say are some areas um, for actually asking for the sale? What When we're an introvert, I think that there's a little of more of a shyness. What would you say are some strategies when you're asking for that sale? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to be like, let's just do Instagram stories. For example, I remember always thinking, how do people get other people to say, I want the link? How do you get people to do that? I mean, I can't imagine asking anybody for to do that. And then, so I started by just putting the link in my stories and I'm like, you know what? I kind of just want to have conversations with people. So I decided I'm going to train my audience to buy this way. It's not me. It's me putting all these expectations on other people. Like how will they, will they actually buy it? If they, if they ask for the link, that's, I can't control that. Right. No matter how confident I am to put this out there, I can't control whether you're going to, you're going to use the link or not. So I got over the fact that if I give it to them, it's in their hands, whatever. So I decided I need to train my audience because they're not used to 
purchasing from me this way. They're used to purchasing from me via an email blast or, or going to my website. They're not used to this. I'm like, this is going to take a month or two for them to shift into that. Whatever I'm here for it. I'm not going anywhere. So I started to say, you know, I have a new program coming out. We're going to cover this, 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 here's what's going to happen for you. If you want the link, send me a DM with the word fire, whatever. So pretty soon I started getting like people DMing me these one word things. I'm like, what? So I started screenshotting them. And every time they would do that, I would like, like, I can't believe this is happening for me. (laughs) And so I would take those screenshots and I'd put them in an Instagram story to show people that other people are doing this. Why aren't you doing it? And that built the confidence in the other person because they're like, okay, then I will ask her. So that's another method of social proof that boosts, you know, me feeling like, okay, people are actually doing this. Holy cow. Then it shows Susie Q over here that I have nothing to be afraid of by DMing her that she's happy to help. And it just slowly builds after that. So I screenshot everything. I share everything because I think it just builds up that, that no like trust because your Instagram stories are such an intimate space. That's one of the best ways to, to build that up there. And then when you're talking, let's even talk about discovery calls, because I think asking for that sale on a discovery call can be a little, what is your, your flow and process? Mm. That is like the topic of the day. I feel like I've gotten so many questions about that. Well, I think it's important to know how I started. So I started my discovery calls process by having a link on my site saying, do you want to be my client, then just book a free 20 minute session with me. So then I started getting all these tire kickers and brain pickers and people that would totally waste my time literally. And I, I started to get really defensive. Like I could have spent that hour with my daughter and she was just born and you just took that away from me. Like I got really, it felt really personal to me. So I put an application in place as a barrier between you just wanting to ask me a thousand questions to becoming a client. I need to pre-screen you a little bit before we do that. So I started um, putting an application in on my sales page. There's no way to book a discovery call with me unless you fit the bill. And then I will send you the link and then you can book it. So sometimes I'd get the application in, I'd review it. I'd reply back to them. I'd say, here's the link to my calendar. And then they'd book it like right away. And that was always, this is a person who wants this right now. And I love those people. Sometimes I would barely even be across the house and I would see them booking the call on my calendar. Then I decided to shift it even more to, um, I changed my coaching packages. Now, like my last couple of clients have come in by applying because I got really burnt out on discovery calls as well. Uh, So I decided I want my business to be as simple as possible. So right now, when you apply, I have you choose which package you want on the application. And then I, if like my last client who came in the other week, she wanted my alpha coaching package. That's a, that's a 12 month package. And I sent her the link on to invest. And I said, once you pay, you can get the link to book your calls and then well, I'll see you there. And she did. I didn't, I haven't been on a discovery call in forever. Oh, wow. This way works really, works really well. Yeah. And no one talks about how they do it, but this is how I do it. And it's, yeah, I so love that easier. you shared that. Would you say that the 
has your form changed over time? Have you been tweaking or is it pretty much the same form? No, it's pretty much the same. What are you struggling with? What are you looking for? But I do have the, that last question is key. Which package do you want? Yeah. A, B, or C, and they pick. And I don't have a, I don't know. Let me talk to you about, I don't do that. If you want to have a coach, pick your package and then we'll go. But otherwise I'm not here to, I'm not here to babysit you and try to convince you to work with me. That's not why I'm here. When you had your business, when you first started it, what did you specialize in? I started in health coaching because I had lost 90 pounds. And people kept asking me about it. So I'm like, well, I'll just start a business. And then I went from health coaching to business coaching almost nine years ago. Got it. And for your clients these days, what would you say are the things that really work for them? And I know everyone's different, but do you Mm -hmm. see a theme? Um, My clients that I work with right now are not quite as beginner as they used to be. They're more like, they have an established group program that's running, they have students in, they have clients, but they're looking for more time away from the business, but still bringing in consistent income. So that means usually they're asking me, how do you, how do you do that? How do you set up your product suite? How do you launch stuff every month without making it a huge thing? They're looking to simplify and bring more ease back into their business because they're feeling like they're on a verge of an up level and they need support. And one of the things that I know is your tagline is you talk about really having your business in five hours a week, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you you talk about five hours a week, what is that framework? Well, I also have a full-time job and I've been working there for almost 20 years and I work from home, thank goodness. And so I built my business on nap times when I had just had one kid at the time. And now I have three and no one naps anymore they're five and nine and 13. So I knew from the beginning, I don't want a business that's going to take eight hours a day for me. Cause I, I don't, why would I want that? I just want to like, kind of like a nap time kind of schedule forever. So I've nurtured it to have that. I have things locked in place. So my business does not need a bunch of hours a day for me. So usually the, the, I have a podcast ap- episode that actually breaks this down in how I worked five hours in one week. So if you want like more details, you can go listen to that. But usually I have, it's more heavy in the beginning of the week. And then it tapers off towards, you know, Thursday or Friday. And then it gets less and less. And then usually we'll do like a client call on a Thursday and a Saturday. Um, But I just, I, if it's not simple, I don't want to do it. So that's kind of always been my, my outlook towards everything. Like if this is complicated, then I'm I'm not going to do it or enjoy it. So I've always believed in keeping things as simple as possible. What would you say to that coach who's listening right now and struggling to show up? I know we talked a lot in this episode about showing up and how to show up and taking many steps, but what would you say before we close this episode? I think that if you're afraid to show up, it's not because you don't have the, you don't have nothing to say. And one thing that I talked a lot about lately is you being okay with saying something and you have to be okay with people hearing you. You have to be okay with people hearing you. That was such a thing for me. It's okay for people to hear me. I always felt like I had to rush through everything I said. People wanted me to be quiet. People would hate the sound of my voice. People would think I'm stupid, but 
that was all on me and it's okay for people to hear me. It's okay. Like, even if it's just one person, just showing up for that one person, do, just tell yourself that. I think that's like such a key thing to, to hear yourself tell your mind. It's okay for people to hear me. And no one ever told me that. And it was kind of, wow, that's what it, that's what it was for me. I don't know. I think that we always like, we have to have confidence and show up and do all these things. But what if you took it a step further and thought about it? Like, what are you afraid of? It's okay. It's you're going to be okay. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're going to be okay. Nothing's going to fall apart if you show up. No, no, no. You're going to actually feel better about yourself. Well, and I think about, I love that you said that because I think about all the things that we know we need to do in building our business, but it's like, when you actually do them, it's just like going to the gym. You may Mm -hmm. not want to do it, but when you go to the gym, you feel really good. It's the same about like showing up and doing a lot up. You just feel so good about yourself and it boosts that confidence. And you know, when you go to the gym, the first day is not your day of total transformation, right? It's a work in progress. It's a long term thing. And we have to stop thinking this has to happen in 90 days or the world's going to blow up. Like just relax. You have, you have time, remove that pressure, just do one little workout a day to build up that confidence. And, and you will, and you'll look back at yourself a year from now and like, holy cow, have I changed? Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Guys, make sure that you follow this amazing woman. She has a product suite that is outrageous. So you definitely need to go check it out. And it may even give you some ideas for yourself on how to create a product suite with some low cost offers. All right. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.